Good evening, Patriots. And it's Sunday, March 6th, in the year is 2022. And the craziness of this planned event in Ukraine is continuing as they start to reset the world onto their new financial system, bringing us along with it, keeping us distracted at all the different changes that are happening. So we're going to talk a bit about that and a whole bunch more here. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, that's the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. MyPillow is one of the great companies, led by the one of America's great CEOs of our time and probably in our history, and the most dangerous man in America who sells pillows, Mike Lindell. So take advantage of the great savings that are going on over there right now. Fantastic stuff. You've got 60% off on Giza sheets. You've got 50% off on my slippers, 50% off on sleepwear, men's and women's. Big savings on doggy beds. There's even a Giza sheet or a Giza cotton pillow. I'm going to have to get one of those. They sound pretty awesome. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards to get all those savings. And right now when you use that promo code, you're also going to get a copy of Mike Lindell's book for free. And that's a book on his story from addict to one of America's greatest CEOs. And that secret to that story is Jesus, which is awesome. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. You can also speak to a Patriot Pillow Counselor at 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. So, Patriots, the thing that's really to pay attention to right now is watching how the whole world is being shifted around. We started with COVID, which was a lie, and they that big distraction got people disciplined to listen and to obey. And this is part of this new system. And the problem is that there's, it continues to be a war with the elites, but there is a central movement that's happening here regardless. And that's the dollar is being removed as the reserve currency for the world. And it's going to go into more, it will be more than one reserve currency. And I don't know that the dollar is going to be ranking on there. The whole central point of this is to move everybody over to a CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency. And all of what you're seeing about this is to get people migrated into this new digital architecture. So there's some critical components to that. You have to have 5G. You have to have a robust robotics you have to have the capability of having 5G and robotics and artificial intelligence so those systems all work together. You have to have an advanced artificial intelligence supply chain system. And that system will monitor and track everything. And you're going to have to have the ability to augment humans in this new future, whether by choice or mandatory in their eyes. And that's going to keep them very pacified since there's going to be less jobs. And you also have to cull out the, hum the population. So there's two parts to that. There's killing off the elderly and there's sterilizing the youth. When you put all those things together, you're now looking at the fourth industrial revolution. 
And however many ways you want to slice that pie, there's not a single person in the political realm that isn't on the side of some direction in that way. There are the extremists who have been centering out of, and I'm really becoming increasingly convinced of this, that there is this extremist element, which has been welching its life through Ukraine and the Kazarian Mafia, and they're just bad, bad people. And then you have this sort of moderate elite that I've talked about, and they're all about kind of sovereign states, so to speak, but all of this other stuff is in play. They're not taking any of it away. In fact, this whole thing that just happened with Ukraine is such an orchestrated event, if you stick back and look at it. Whoever's, and I guess in the sense, if you want to follow the Q thing, you can say patriots are in control. I just don't think patriots are going to be defined the way you and I see patriots. Let's just say that there is a faction that's in control that knows very well what Putin's doing because they had to gut out Ukraine, but so much of that war has been orchestrated. And they're trying to get out this old Illuminati. This is my view. But in so doing, watch how systematic everything is. You're seeing a pivot away from oil. You're trying to get everybody onto more electric vehicles. It's going to create higher dependency on the government, which is what they want. They want to control everything you do. You're seeing the dollar is losing value. Gold is soaring. Oil is now, it looks, the futures of oil just hit $139 a barrel, which is insane. And the futures of gold just hit 2000 So you're seeing people moving to hard assets there, all of this is happening simultaneously as Russia's rolling out its digital currency. Visa, MasterCard cut off Russia, so Russia shifts over to the pay system in China. It, it's just set up. It, everything is systematic. Nothing works this smoothly in a war unless it's planned. So it's not really a war. It's just an orchestration to keep your mind off things. And Canada, in my opinion, I will always say this unless proven otherwise, Canada's run on the banks is what triggered some of this, in my opinion, because they realized that if the people started to run on the banks and lost confidence in the system, they wouldn't be able to recover it. And so the stooges of, of obedience that are out here are going right along with the war mentality, we're at war with Ukraine, I love Ukraine, stick a Ukraine flag on your nose, whatever else you're going to do. And we're watching the world being forced to shift to a new system. And I don't, I'm not one that wants anything to do with this new system. I'm just one of those. I mean, it's just like I read today, General Flynn says he wants as he wants to see as everybody turn out to vote. He wants it to be the biggest turnout of the vote ever. And I'm asking a simple question. Why? Why? Not a damn thing has changed on the election system. And we're supposed to come out in mass and somehow it's going to magically fix itself. All that's going to fix itself is that you're going to get a bunch of new cronies that are owned by whatever version of people, whatever elite factions running the world government, and they're going to be the ones that win the election, and they're going to give you a happy face. They're going to give you some of the things you want to hear. But the whole idea is to keep the system going. And, you know, when I, when I read that, 
CrowdStrike, which is Brian Crates, I think his name is. He literally called people retarded in one of his articles if you didn't vote. And I've heard General Flynn reference, you know, it's retarded not to vote. No, it's not. It's your right. Let's be clear about that. It's your right to vote or not to vote. And it's, it's more, I would argue, it's probably more retarded to think you're going to make a change in the voting system when everything has been completely rigged. So this gets us always back to the kind of critical thinking that we have to look at and what it is that we're trying to accomplish and where we're going. I want you to hear this short piece. Let's see if I can find it here. It's a short piece from a British guy. It's kind of interesting. That's kind of weird. That didn't even play. Don't know what's going on. All right, so we'll skip that tonight. But anyway, you can pretend it played. <laughs> you can say, wow, that was that was amazing. That was a great piece, Scott. Thank you very much. Uh, something's changed. And I, you know, the funny thing is, I, I mean this, and, and this is one thing I absolutely despise about tech truly despise about tech they give you and i can i know right exactly what's happened is they've done someone's done an update and i don't know what that update is but i know exactly where the update happened and i didn't check the settings to see if it like reset everything which naturally it did (laughs) and it's like oh thank you i didn't ask for the update. You gave me the update and everything's reset. So we'll get that fixed for tomorrow, but that's all right. The whole point is that of the whole piece I was going to play is that it's the, con- it's the concept that we have to keep pushing forward and not complying to what they want us to comply to. They're channeling this conversation through the elements of fear and war pandemics and vaxes and all this other garbage that we're dealing with. And they're putting people on this perpetual pendulum. And this perpetual pendulum is what's keeping, it's ultimately going to wear people down. And their cycle is very predictable. And this is why I, you know, I say more and more that when you look at the whole influence of Q and you look at the influence of a lot of the political being, people out here, everybody is working towards the same agenda. They're getting rid of the Fed system as we know it, which people say, yay, that's great, except we don't know what else is coming, and they're not telling you what's coming. And that should bother everybody, because if they're not going to tell you where you're going, then ask yourself why it is they won't tell you. What's so secret about it? And when you accept their idea that, like, just trust me, Trust the plan. Trust me. That's BS. I'm not going to trust any of it. We don't need them. They need us. And that's a part that we have to continue to come back to because if we're walking with God and we're walking in that line of Christ, that has nothing to do with them. And they know that. So I would 
you know, I've talked, and I've said this a number of shows now, I talked a lot about Putin's perspective, as we can understand it, at least, giving a perspective on Putin and Ukraine, primarily because every dirtbag we know in the media is on the side of Ukraine. So that tells me Ukraine's not good. But that's also part of this hint, this complete mind manipulation they're doing. We don't really have a reference point of good or bad because literally in, in a simple sense, they're all trying to seek the same objective. They're all wanting to rule you and I, and they're all going to try to sell you this package of one version or another that the future is going to be great with these great advancements in technologies. There's a cost for everything. You know, I, I sat, I worked this all, all day after t- today on some new updates on the Jeep and it was really enjoyable because it was just regular work with wrenches and my hands and had to cut some steel off one part of the frame and just stuff that you do, right? There's nobody doing it for me in a shop. There's no special AI machine telling me what to think or do. The instructions were kind of, they actually kind of sucked on a couple of these things and you had to figure it out which is no big deal. But that's the way we've always been. We figure stuff out and we make it work and we make things better because we use our own brain power and we use what God gives us. In this world that they're all trying to promote for you, they're all trying to give you some version of AI will make your life better. I don't want some dipshit AI telling me what to do. And when they start getting you on a CBDC, a controlled, which is central bank digital currency, they are going to make it so you can literally not function unless they tell you so. And they're going to tell you all the great benefits. Either one of these versions of this thing is coming to where, you know, all of them are talking in one way or another of some sort of universal basic income. And the reason they're doing that is because this grand new system that they have, which is going to have all of this robotics built into it. If you remember back, Ivanka did a tour of a new factory. She did that in about 2019, showing off the new factory and talking about the way labor was going to work. That whole factory was sanitized. It was all robotics and AIs. So what's going to happen to the labor? What's going to happen is it's going to get displaced. And where's it going to go? Well, it's got to go somewhere. And if to keep it from being radicalized, you've got to do a couple of things. You've got to make sure that there's a place for people to be consumed and entertained and feel like they're part of the world. That's called meta. And you need to make sure that people have a basic income so that they're pacified. That's like a welfare, but they'll call it a UBI so they don't get agitated because they don't get food or housing. So you'll provide government housing. But the problem is there's a whole bunch of people. And like I said, you're going to have to call out some of those. So they're doing that now. And this is why this is a longer-term plan. You're hearing two benchmarks. You're hearing 2030, which is the kind of the full rollout of the Great Reset. And then you're hearing this back number that they give you quietly, which is 2050. Well, what's 2050? Do some research and you'll see what 2050 is. I'll tell you, but do it to verify if you don't believe me and do it anyway. 2050 is a critical point when the world populations radically implode from the elderly 
the age tables and all these other ailments that we're talking about. It's when the world's population crashes to a lower level. But I believe that what this VAX has done is they've accelerated that in a key area. They have strategically wiped out the ability, in my opinion, based on all the science we know, for the Western world to reproduce in a large percentage because whoever took that VAX is likely sterilized, especially the youth. So they're looking at a depopulation and they're looking at a reset of the entire globe and they're going to do this with the threat of war. They're going to do this with the decline of the American exceptionalism. They're going to, they're going to try to create this, you know, fight these pseudo wars between Russia and China and in America. And all this is about currency shifts and getting people realigned, used to having to make more things locally on their own, live without, would live without many things because the globalist network and system is just unmanageable. And it's not, it's not feasible to what they want to do for control. Now, the elites will get anything they want. But people need to be retrained and redisciplined because part of this is what has happened over the last 80 years, 100 years or so, is that the middle class of these countries has exploded and they have found a newfound freedom. And it's too much freedom. So you've got to keep a middle class somewhat for balance, but you need to take away your right to communicate. You have to start using the threats of things, of fears, to be able to have people willfully give up their rights. And you need to get rid of you know, these little pesky little things like the Constitution that get in their way, that guarantee your rights, or the Declaration of Independence that suggests that God's supposed to be on the throne. I'm, I'm not a believer in some great happy ending to this, not through their system. I am a believer in a breakaway economy that literally puts its foot down and the people don't listen to them. They don't follow their garbage and we come together as a people and we take a step away unified in our own way of doing business and refuse to be part of their system. That's being ungovernable. And that's not going to come without cost because they do not like people not being obedient. And if you think that Trump's any different, I've got news for you. I want you to go back recently in about the last two months when he did an interview with O'Reilly and he talked about his damn vax and how proud he was and how he saved the world with it. And there was a group of people in the audience that started booing him. And he literally got indignant. He's like, don't even start. He said, don't start. No, be quiet. These people do not like to be disobeyed. And it's not their intention to just give all the power back. If you listen to Kash Patel's latest interview, he's talking about, you know, the threat of Russia. And, the, and they're playing all of this myth before your very eyes. And of course, you know, in the, in the Q movement, they're like, oh, no, that's actually secret intel because they can't tell the truth because they'll give away the, themselves to the deep state. That's like the dumbest thing in the world. That's literally like walking into church naked and telling people, you can't see me. Or I'm invisible. You know, this sort of thing. It's, it's ridiculous. The, the hope that we have rests with God. And so 
I know I read this last night, but I think it's really important to reread it. It's Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. That's the opportunity that sits before us right now. But I think it's also important to consider Matthew 6, 22 to 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. We are all needing to find that intimacy with Father at this point in time and that very close relationship. And it's a it's a relationship that in that we should be seeking that's active and personal and part of everything we do. So much of what we do in these days, and I think why we arrive at so much of this conflict and problems, and I, governments are by, by design do that, first of all. So I'm not including governments there. And people that play in the realm of politics feed off of the conflict, feed off of these sorts of false narratives that keep people off base. They provide, they push hope when there is no hope. They, they try to keep you swinging all the time because they want you obedient to a system which they intend to use to rule you. But in the, in the way of walking, when we're trying to seek that clarity with God and we're trying to, and to use this, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if the eye is clear, your whole body is full of light. In aligning ourselves with God, everything that we are doing, every breath, every step that we're taking, every part of our life is an interaction with Father. If we stumble, we need to be turning to Father immediately and saying, and it's not like you're going to wait till tonight and get down on your knees and pray. Or I had a bad day, Father, you know, I did some things earlier. I mean, that should be a conversation that the sorts of things we're doing immediately. And I'm kind of laying this all out because I'm coming to a point here. As we have that interaction with Father that's constant and persistent, when we stumble, we're immediately turning him to him. And it's the sort of discussions we're having of, Father, I stumbled, why? And how can I make it better? What's causing, if it's something we keep doing, what's causing me to do this? How, how can you show me? What can you show me that I can heal? It, how can I heal? Can you heal me? Can you help me? Can you forgive me? Of course you can, but please forgive me. So, I mean, we're trying to have this ongoing dialogue because the idea is God isn't wanting to wait. He wants to keep us actively moving forward on this battlefield of greatness. And nowhere in Scripture does it say, okay, wait until Sunday or wait until the morning or whatever to fix problems. So our idea of having a constant conversation with God changes everything in the way we participate in the world, everything. When we're walking in the world, then we're paying attention to how we are 
as God's children in the world. We're conscious of the decisions we make at all times. We're looking at the consequences that we do all the time. And we're constantly looking to expand the kingdom as God wants us to. But when we play in these realms that the politicians and the, the lawyers and the entertainment and media people create and your professors and teachers, this is a world where, number one, it's always negative. You're always being put down. You're always a sinner. You're always bad, you know, and it, and it gets, that creeps into our churches. You're a sinner until you put in a hundred, hundred dollars in the plate, then you're good. Don't worry. And then come back next week and we'll make you an unsinner again. But as in the whole process of this, we lose touch in their world of God as an active participant in our life. We can kind of tell ourselves it happens, but we know it doesn't happen because, well, I've got my job. I've got my responsibilities. I have to go out and have drinks with the boys. I've got this. I've got that. Believe it or not, some of the kind of an extreme example of this, but I'll be very blunt. Some of the worst violators of this happen to be people in the military and in particular in some of the special operations realms. And there's this motto, there's kind of this thing they say. It's like what goes on downrange, what goes on downrange stays downrange. So you'll find guys that will justify to themselves the most r- ridiculous things: having an affair, which they won't call an affair, having a fling, getting some prostitute, and it's never going to be shared as part of their operational job because they have to keep the. They have to keep strong in the team or they have to keep, they have to get intel or whatever garbage they're telling you. And so again, it's like you'll find these people can say they're Christian. They can have a relation. They say they have a relationship with father, but it doesn't stay constant. It's convenience. And that's a lot of the way our world has become and how we've, in my opinion, how we've meandered off so far off of this doggone cliff is because it's, not that everybody is trying to constantly engage with Father. It's like, hmm, I need to schedule it. Okay, Sunday looks okay this week. I think I can go to church. Next week, not so sure. I'll try to pray in between time a little bit. That's just this attitude that we have in the culture. And as we have this attitude, we drift farther and farther away from Father, and we do so as a body, as a country. We're not excusable, just get to excuse ourselves and our responsibility in the nation because nations are judged. And so when we just sit on the side and go, well, it's not my problem. We're part of the problem. Then our active role has to be constantly modeling, in my opinion, modeling this world that we live in towards something that is something different, not trying to repeat it. We need to be modeling a world where we're putting God at the center of all things and all things first. And in our own daily lives, if we, the more that we strive to do that, the more it becomes transformational and the more that we gain an unbelievable relationship with Father that then turns us literally into this beacon because our body will be full of light. And we give that power, we are given that power then through there to truly assume dominion over evil. But we have to have that intimate space with Father. Seek my face. If my children will humble themselves before me and seek my face, 
that type of relationship where it's not that we're afraid of God, but we're inviting God in. We're having these conversations with Christ as if he's here and he is here and present with us. And we're through Christ. We're seeking that relationship with father as a child seeks it with a child or teenager seeks it with their parent. And it is something I believe truly that father wants to work through us and live through us and enjoy our lives. We just don't do it enough. You know, how would you feel as a parent? And there's a song, it's that song, Cat in the Cradle. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. You know, and that, that's like the cat in the cradle. When you're coming home, Daddy, I don't know when, when, you know, when, but I'll be home soon, son. And then we'll get together soon. That whole cycle, that's a real tragic story, by the way. Really tragic. I remember hearing that when I was young, and it had such an impression on me because my dad was not that way at all. He was so participant in my life. I was so blessed. And... In fact, as when I got into, um, from the time I started in sports, which officially was fourth grade, and I was engaged in sports all the way through college, but through high school, my dad did not miss a single event. No matter where it was, he was there always. He, you know, and his rule was, because he was a self-employed remodeling contractor, his role to his 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 um, clients was this: I will be here every day to work on your job, but I will break any day I need to to see my son participate in sports. Period, and he did. He never broke that. So that's I say that because that's the sort of relationship I believe that Father wants with us. And the question is, are we allowing that? Are we allowing God in that way? He's there. He's, the table is set. He's knocking at the door. Are we, are we letting him in? Or are we waiting for an appropriate time or a special moment? Or are we constantly encouraging and, and talking to Father to bring him into our lives? I want Father into my life all the time. I want Jesus walking with me all the time. And I'll strike up a conversation. I mean, I, I went up to meet somebody the other day, and I was having this conversation. And I'm sure the people in the driving around me were like, this guy is a wacko driving his Jeep, and that's good. I'm happy because then they don't know what to do, and they'll probably stay away from me anyway. And there was a point I was talking about needing to do kind of a renewal and bring in the spirit of renewal. And I am not kidding. It started raining like right then pouring. And I started laughing so hard and just driving along laughing and laughing with Jesus. And it was awesome. And I'm sure people around like, what is wrong with that dude? Like what's so funny It's raining. And I'm laughing because it's awesome. I love rain anyway. You know, I'm like, Jesus, that was good. That was a good call. I asked for renewal talking about renewal and you just dumped the clouds out on the Jeep. That's awesome. I mean, this is the fun way I this is how you know I say when we walk like this it's so amazing because nothing out here touches us then we we literally become teflon they throw something at you and you're like uh uh was were you serious like what, were you trying to hurt me or whatever you know because we brush it off and that's as and that's that step we're taking into accomplishing dominion over all evil 
And it comes through that absolute intimacy where instead of us trying to say, I'm going out to the world today, Father, I hope I'll be safe. It's like, okay, Father, we're going out. We are going out in the world today. Jesus, we're going. Let's go. Let's have a good time. And you get to have a point right now, and I'll follow. Let's see where we go. That's the sort of fun stuff because you never know what's going to happen, but it's always good, and that's the best part. We are amazing people, and I think what I find right now, I'm, I'm personally have engaged with a lot of people that I know, and it's frustrating to me right now because I see people that I have a lot of respect for being sucked into these narratives of war, of of anxiety to go fight or this I'm gonna go get my gun on. Some are some are wrapped in fear and anxiety of worrying about a thermonuclear war. And it's 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 hard to witness because it's all just a lie that they're embracing. And again, it is truly bifurcation. It's a it's this world of two realities existing parallel. But I like our reality. I like the reality where we're sitting and I have no desire to change it because it's so glorious. It's that reality walking with Christ. It's that reality walking with Father. And it's, you want to help and we, as much as we can, we pray and we extend opportunity, but some people just don't want to hear. And it's hard to, it's, that's hard to witness. It's hard to deal with because you want them to, to be able to see how beautiful it is when you're walking on this other side and we're walking parallel paths. They just, their path is just dark. It's, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness and that's what it becomes. Our greatest strength in all of this, not just for us and not just has really nothing to do with us. Our greatest strength in this world of occupying the land is for us to keep our body full of light. And that's the hardest part if we are not intimate with Father and intimate with Jesus. And when we have that intimacy, it's the easiest part. And then it's really hard to get dark. And you're wondering, like, and you look back on your own self and you're like, okay, how come I was like that? That's where we start to shake the world. That's where, as we walk in this place, this beautiful space of the joys of witnessing the world through the eyes of Jesus and through the the love and the compassion of Father, it's beautiful. There's nothing that we do that isn't just enjoyable. You know, even when you're, you smash your hand working on the Jeep or something, you're still laughing because it's just like, whatever, you know? It's part of a process. Everything is part of a process. And we live in the place of accountability. We know when we do something stupid where we are immediately accountable for it. We don't try to brush it under the rug. We live in absolute truth and honesty with one another, even though sometimes it's not comfortable to hear it. And we just keep walking because nothing sticks on us and we just don't care if we're going to be judged and we know that we're true with Father and we're true with Jesus, then judge away because I don't really care. They know who I am. They know my heart. And those that know me know my heart. And that's good enough. 
it's when we step away from that intimacy that we start getting pulled into this vortex of insanity. And the world has just got so much of that. You know? The whole world is, is being pulled apart right now intentionally by design. There's territories being re-grabbed and political maps are going to shift. The money systems are shifting. Just like I said, they took Visa and MasterCard away from Russia and right away Russia is now working with a new MIR system in partnership with China's Union, Union Pay. So, like, that just happened? No, it didn't just happen. They were prepared for it. They knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew it was going to happen. It's just an orchestrated show. And we're being drugged along, and we're being pulled with this these multiple narratives. One is the end of the world, and the other is there's going to be some cavalry come in in the white horses with their white linen coats to save the day. Trump's going to come back. Trump's not going to come back. True social is going to save us all because we're going to have a new place to go. It's all garbage. It's all garbage. It's just noise. What is real? And we know what's real. What's real is that solid rock of faith. What's real is the gifts and talents that God gave us. What's real is the fellowships that we build and we continue to foster. What's real is that loaf of bread that you make and the homemade soup that you have that you sit down and you share with friends or family. That's real. What's real are that those cookies that you make that come hot out of the oven and your children are there looking at you going, can I have one? And you're like, well, I better make another batch, you know? Or it's, or it's the same thing. If you don't have kids, it's the same thing, taking that hot batch of cookies over to the neighbor that you haven't talked to for a while. And they're like, what's this for? It's like nothing just to say hello, hope you're having a blessed day. That's so powerful. That's what really makes us who we are. And I could care less about my refrigerator being wired up to the internet to tell me what groceries I need. And I really have no interest in buying some set of groceries that is already plugged into the system and tracked and coded in the blockchain blockchain logistics control system that tells me exactly how many ounces of milk I need to have in in my refrigerator and how many I'm allowed to drink each day. Like, no, I'm not living that way. Not any way at all. Because that way kills us. It kills the soul. And when it kills the soul, it's that's what they want. That's how they control you. But with God, we're alive it doesn't matter if you're, it just doesn't matter how we live. We're, it's the point of living alive. And that's it right there. We're free. And liberty is a key of that whole thing. It is the key. So just a casual talk tonight, just kind of a reflection on the doings and coming, goings and comings of the world. It's a crazy world. Don't let it get you down. Not that it does, just don't let it. And just know that Father's right there, man. He is He is so ready to be part of everything that you're doing. Invite him. And Christ is so ready to participate in all that we are. Invite him in. Don't hesitate. 
don't plan it, just do it and enjoy every bit of it and enjoy every breath. Have those conversations and somebody walks in the room and it's like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to Jesus. Oh, okay. You know, they walk away, they roll their eyes and it's like too bad for you if you're rolling your eyes because I'm having a great conversation. I'm living life. I'm experiencing life through the eyes of Christ. And I'm once in a while making father laugh, (laughs) which I can do, especially when I ask him why he has so many children that are stupid. (laughs) And he just, he's like, no, please don't ask that again. It's like, I had to do it just one time. I had to do it. All right, Patriots, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are really, truly blessed to have such an opportunity in our lives now to be able to share with you in so many different ways with so much love and intimacy and to have you be part of what we do. Lord, we want you in our lives. We want you walking with us. We want you experiencing our lives with us. We want to share our lives with you. And, and, and Lord, it's not going to be some formal structured prayer. Sometimes it's just a conversation. Sometimes we're angry. Sometimes we're going to just let it all out because we need to, because we need you as our father. And that's what fathers do. And we know you know that. And we're grateful that you're there for that. We're just so deeply humbled that you can be there all the time for us. And we just want to trust that that's there in ourselves because we've been the biggest problem. We're the ones that tend to think that somehow we have to come up with a formal essay or a perfect time to talk to you, to share with you. We know that's not what fathers are like. You're the best of all. You're there all the time. Just there for us. Even when we don't know, you're there. So thank you. And it is such a blessing to know that we can just reach to you, conversation with you, walk with you. We can go kick a soccer ball in the middle of the field when no one else is there but you and I. We can go for a drive, climb a mountain, ride a horse, whatever that is, and you're there, always there. Thank you. And we hope that you enjoy our lives because we love the life that you've given us. As difficult as it can be at times, life is beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. As long as we stay away from these devils in the media and our politicians, just focus on living. It's a beautiful world. And thank you for giving such a beautiful world an opportunity for us, for us to experience fellowship and love with one another for us to have the opportunity to care for those who are in need or, or maybe they're just lonely and down. Maybe they don't, maybe it's the unexpected gift. It's such a grace and a beauty to be able to experience the life and blessings of, of a child to watch children grow. It breaks our heart to see the torment that these kids are going through, but That's what fires us up, Father, lights our righteous flame to fight, 
to continue to build the places of hope and refuse or refuge and to be able to go and have that refuge with you, that conversations, to share those moments with you. And just knowing also we always have Jesus right there walking with us, guiding us, giving us the counsel and the experience that he has as he did walk in the flesh of what it was to be that God, to be God's son in the flesh. Such wisdom. And all we have to do is reach. Thank you. We couldn't ask for a greater gift or a greater way of being. And we say these things in Christ Jesus name. Amen. It's, a great walk. Don't ever, let us never forget that. Because it is a great walk. And sometimes when we just take a step away from it all and realize just how great of a world it is, it's frustrating. It doesn't say there aren't frustrating moments. But really, if you think about it, these hand puppets that are running this world, that's all they have. And Father has told us and shown us that we're far greater than anything they'll ever be. And Christ sacrificed himself to ensure that we will have that way for everlasting life. So when we look at what they do, it's really kind of a comedy show. It's a, they like to play with dangerous toys. Okay, whatever. We're good because no matter what happens... We've got that ticket with Christ, and it's going well. So, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers solid on that rock of faith and that connection with God. Open that door wide. Let him in in everything you do. Talk to him. Share with him. Open the door. Watch the amazing things happen right before your very eyes. Share your dreams, your passions. Father's with us. He'll never forsake us. And he wants to know who we are. He wants to know what we dream. And he wants to be part of it. And like all things, God will always win this thing in the end. But what a glorious walk to know that we have a mission here that he is participant with. All we have to do is open that door. And what is that? Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom mission forward. Have a very blessed Sunday evening. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Thank you. Good night. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
Thank、you 